Welcome to the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with your host, accountant and author Carol Topp, the homeschool CPA. Carol takes confusing topics such as money and business and puts them into clear English. She's ready to share her knowledge with you on today's show. Welcome back to the Homeschool CPA Podcast. This is Carol Topp. And this episode is about ways to avoid burnout. So in the previous episode, I gave you five ways to avoid burning out as a homeschool leader. And now I want to follow up with five more. So let me recap the first five ways I had to avoid homeschool burnout. Burning out as a leader, although some of these might apply to burnout in any situation, even burnout on homeschooling your own kids. But in particular, this podcast is for homeschool leaders. So um, the the 10 ways to avoid homeschool burnout, the first five are basically to know the advantages and disadvantages of being in a homeschool co-op, have a clear and realistic expectations the co-op will meet, not meet all your needs or all the needs of your members. Plan ahead by having a mission statement of who you are and who you help. Get help to lead your group. You cannot do this alone. You should have a board, a team of people and volunteers to help you. Stay focused on your purpose, you know, because you cannot be all things to all people. So writing that mission statement, having a defined purpose for your group and sticking to it will help you avoid burning out. So let me talk about five more tips, ways to avoid burnout. And uh, so number six is make policies. Now, making policies is a good step, but of course you got to follow the policies. But policies should be some some uh, written procedures uh, that are communicated to your group when that applies to them. And, and so it, it stops uh, miscommunication. It stops some conflict. And, you know, it's, it stops a lot of exhaustion. So in my book, Homeschool Co-ops, how to start them, run them, and not burn out, which you can find on Amazon.com or at my website, homeschoolcpa.com. I, I give some examples of the kind of things you might want to have policies about. And, and maybe they all go in one big policy manual, or maybe you want to have separate policies. Each of these should maybe be a paragraph or two maybe a sentence or two, but things like volunteer obligations. When you join this group, you know, what are your obligations? Are you, do you have to volunteer or not? What about duties for parents, uh, student responsibilities, um, teacher requirements, you know, you're required to show up. Are you required to have homework or you, you know, things like that. Money policies involving the money, both for the treasurer and handling the money or more, uh, probably uh, payments, like what are expected of the parents in terms of making payments. I've I've run into some homeschool co-ops that have a problem and it's exhausting to the leaders because there's someone who won't pay or doesn't pay or is always late in paying and you need to have some stop gets there. Some policies like it's the, you know, two months into co-op and you haven't paid yet. That means according to our policy, which you signed and you knew about, you will not be invited back. And no, you won't get a refund of what you did pay. <laughs> you might have um, policies about um, drop-offs, who was allowed to drop off or the parents required to stay on campus. What about um, cleaning up, uh, building use? What rooms can you go in? What rooms can you not? How about dress codes? That's, that's uh, I see that frequently in policy manuals, what dress codes are. How about grading, homework, Credits being assigned, 
um, behavior guidelines, <laughs> things like no running, no yelling, no punching each other. And then it's very common to see uh, policies about sickness, what to do if your child is sick, what are the guidelines there, what to do if you, the parent, are sick, <laughs> and maybe uh, conflict resolution policies. Um, you know, you don't have to write these policies by yourself. Just Google. <laughs> there are lots of uh, policies that you can find from other homeschool leaders who have shared their policies. Or if you want to hop on the Facebook group, there's a Facebook group book group for homeschool leaders called I Am a Homeschool Group Leader. Easy, right? Remember, I am a homeschool group leader. And sometimes on there, someone will say, hey, do you have a policy concerning, you know, dress codes? Or someone just this week uh, asked for policies regarding um, use of cell phones on, uh, by students, I think, but it could be by parents too, during the co-op day. So that was my number six on how to avoid burnout is to have these policies. It, it helps you manage the group better when everybody understands what is to be done and it, it hopefully prevents burnout. Well, number six, the heart of CPA here is speaking to you, but I say create a budget because to me, having a budget is just planning with dollar signs, but it, it uh, can, you know, mean the success of your homeschool group. It's just a plan of where your money's going to come from and where it's going to go. Because you know what? If you know where the money's coming from and you have enough, <laughs> then maybe you don't have to plan a big fundraiser. And therefore, you know, you're not as exhausted. You don't have to try to do one more thing. You know, create a budget, put it on paper, talk it over with your board. Okay. I don't know how groups run without having a budget, but <laughs> some of them do. But really, it's a it's actually a duty of the of the board, a duty of care and duty of management to have goals of where is our money coming from and where do we think it's going to go and how are we doing compared to that goal. The goal is called a budget. So that was number seven. Number eight on our ten ways to avoid burnout: be prepared for conflict. Yeah, conflict will occur because you're dealing with human beings. Now, I did a podcast, let's see, it was podcast number 117 about how to deal with conflict in your homeschool group. And there I recommended um, making peacemaking the goal, not um, winning, not <laughs> uh, competing, but restoring the relationship should be the goal. And I recommended a book called Peacemaker, The Peacemaker by Ken Sandy, S-A-N-D-E. It was very helpful for me to read in understanding how to deal with conflict in a group. Number nine of ways to avoid burnout in leading a homeschool group is to learn to manage volunteers. Okay, now volunteers can be like the source of the greatest help you ever have, and I encourage you to have volunteers. They can also be the source of greatest conflict and exhaustion for you as a leader. So, you know, I, I say in my book, Homeschool Co-ops, I give a little bit of, of tips and advice there about how to deal with, you know, volunteers. But in general, I have found it's it's best if volunteers can work in the area where they are strongest, you know, where their natural talents and strengths lie. Well, that's not always very easy because, you know, we still got to get the job done, Right. But for example, um, I, I know of some homeschool co-ops that require everybody to teach a class. Uh, just because a mom is a homeschool mom or dad is a homeschool dad doesn't mean they um, are qualified 
or capable of standing up in front of a classroom and teaching. So I really don't like the idea of you commanding everybody to teach a class when that not be their area of, of um, best service. Um, and the co-op I belong to, you were required to either help in a class, a lot of people can help, or teach a class for two of the three hours of co-op and then you had a free time. Or you could serve in some other capacity. For a while we had a dad that came um, when mom was on maternity leave and he was a hall monitor. You know, it was great. Um, some other jobs, there's lots of other jobs for volunteers. So find jobs that match the people's uh, uh, talents and personalities. But, you know, also I'm going to give you another warning. Um, be careful of overloading your volunteers and give have a guideline that maybe says, you know, you, I want you to be in this co-op for one term, whether that's a, you know, a quarter or a semester or some period of time. So we get to know you before you let them volunteer, especially volunteer to teach. We had that requirement and we broke it once in the co-op I belong to. And this volu- this vo- new volunteer, she said, I've taught at other co-ops. I, I'll teach two classes. And we didn't know her very well, but I thought, what the heck? She's willing to teach. Let her go for it. Well, it turned out to be horrible. She was late to class. She didn't grade homework or tests. And this was a high school economics class. So this was for credit. This was important. Okay. She didn't calculate grades. Um, Finally, after her, like one week, not even showing up, the helper in her class was, was telling the leadership, this is going on. This woman's not um, pulling her into the bargain, we had to, you know, do a little conflict resolution here and go to the teacher and say, I know your heart was in the right place, but this is not meant for you to teach at this time in your life. So we're taking away your teacher discount. We gave a teacher, we gave it to the other lady and she took over teaching the class. Thank goodness she, she did. Otherwise, whew. anyway, so be prepared to learn how to manage volunteers. Um, I devote a whole chapter on it about delegation and, you know, finding the right fit for your volunteers in the book, Homeschool Co-ops. Okay, last tip for 10 ways to avoid burnout in your homeschool group should have maybe been the first, and that is to just pray. Just pray and ask the good Lord for help. You know, even if you're not a faith-based organization, when, when you ask the Lord for wisdom and guidance, he almost always answers. I will be so brave to say when you humbly ask for guidance and wisdom, he will answer because he wants you to be successful. He wants you to serve other people and he will equip you. But, um, you know, ask for wisdom, ask for discernment, ask for people to come and help you and and he will deliver, whether that be you know divine revelation, but more likely it's through others. Uh, advice and wisdom that has gone before you whether that be in something like the facebook group um, i am a homeschool group leader whether it's through uh, books or uh, other wise people that have gone before you you will find the help you need and why not ask so i hope these 10 tips and between this podcast and the previous one on ways to avoid burnout are helpful to you maybe you've seen something that can be changed or improved in your group um, you know, I don't like to share too many war stories because it gets kind of discouraging of all the ways that we could 
improve, but I'd say for the most part, most of us can improve in our leadership skills in some way. Um, if you're more mature and you and you have been running a successful homeschool co-op for a long time, then maybe you should join the Facebook group and mentor others about the things you have found to be helpful. Or come on my podcast and we'll talk about what you have learned about being a, a homeschool leader. I wish you the best. You're doing great work, ladies and gentlemen. I hope it continues for a long time and you don't suffer from burnout, but that you you turn over when you're ready to retire, you turn over your group to uh, an eager group of volunteers who are ready to take on the mantle that you have uh, led and shown them by example how to do well. Take care, everybody. Thank you for joining the Dollars and Cents Radio Show with Carol Topp here at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. For more helpful information, visit Carol at her website, homeschoolcpa.com.